This is the How'd You Get Into That Podcast with Graham Baldwin, episode 54. Welcome to the How Did You Get Into That Podcast. Each week, we want to bring you an inspiring interview or encouraging message to help you find and do work you love. Now, here's your host, Grant Baldwin. What is up, my friends? Welcome to another episode of How'd You Get Into That. My name is Grant. Great to have you here with us today. I've uh, got a great episode for you today. Excited to share with you uh, a buddy of mine and his, uh, his story, his journey, what he's doing in the world. Hey, before we get into that, though, I want to remind you we're doing a huge giveaway right now that you want to be a part of. So if you are interested in, uh, in solopreneur, being a solopreneur, having an online business, doing your own deal, this giveaway has your name written all over it. So if you don't know what it is already, stick around. After the interview, I'm going to tell you a little bit more about that. You're not going to want to miss that. Now, today we've got a great guest for you. We've got my friend Aaron Nolan. Aaron is a guy who is a, uh, he's a, he's the, uh, as I describe him in the interview, a modern day Ron Burgundy. The guy reads the news and makes it look good. He, uh, he's actually, he's the morning anchor in Little Rock, a pretty decent sized market. So he has been doing that for a little while. So we talk about his journey and just in media and being a news anchor and a news personality. So uh, we get into that story. So let's get into it right now. Here's my friend Aaron. Enjoy. All right, what is up? Welcome to another episode of How'd You Get Into That. Today, we are joined by my friend Aaron Nolan. So he is a, uh, a modern-day anchorman. Uh, I guess get... modern-day would be the right word to say. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, if you've ever seen Anchorman, then that's pretty much what he is, except he's, he's, uh, he's slightly more appropriate for job security well, my, purposes. My, my hair is not quite as pristine as Ron Burgundy, and I, I, I lost my mustache. So, <laughs> But other than that, everything uh, else is pretty yeah, much the same. I, I only wear, you know, purpley colored suit jackets and gigantic ties. I mean, that's that's just the way you have to do it. You have to roll. I mean, I I, I got to be honest. I don't watch the news much, so maybe I maybe I need to tune in just to see what you're up to these days. But but Aaron is the uh, he's been a buddy of mine for a couple of years now, and um, he is in Little Rock now as the uh, the morning anchor on their uh, NBC affiliate there. For uh, is it like the Today Show? We're on right before the Today Show, so we're on from 4 a.m. until 7 a.m., and then the Today Show takes over. I didn't even know there was a 4 a.m. I just thought it was p.m., and we just skipped that morning hour. Man, Grant, I didn't know either until my boss calls me in his office and says, hey, we're going to start a 4 a.m. show. I'm like, what's that? <laughs> no, so, literally, literally uh, what is that? <laughs> yeah, so, I, I, I didn't know, but now the 245 alarm clock welcomes me to a, a, a very earlier version of what a day is like. Good, good Lord. All right, let's talk about it. So I, I gave a quick snapshot there, but give us an overview of what you do. Well, I, like I said, 245 is a wake-up call. I get up and uh, put on the Ron Burgundy suit, come to work, read over a few scripts, and I sit in front of a camera and uh, and basically bring folks the news. One thing, in, when I do something, I'm not going to do it just normal every day. I'm not going to toe the line. I, I want to be polarizing. And so I, we have a lot of fun at it. I mean, we do... You know, today, you know, it's a big political season, uh, but today we were flipping pancakes with politicians. So, you know, there's always a, a, another element to it, but it's three hours. We're bringing news, weather, sports and, and adding that element of fun. And basically it's just it's reading you the news. Just as Ron would say. Exactly. That's that's going to be the theme throughout the next few minutes, I think, Grant, is everything will be 
as Ron said it. I feel like I, I wish I would have watched it just another time just so I had some, uh, some of the taglines in my head <laughs> to be able to queue up at random points just to see if you're on your game. All right, so how do you, uh, one of the questions that comes to mind though is how do you make like the morning news polarizing or why would you even want to be polarizing on a, on a, like a significant morning news show? Well, I mean, the whole thought is here is I, I want to tell you a story whether it's a story about, you know, a tragic story about someone who lost their life, whether it's an uplifting story about someone who beat the all odds on cancer. But I want to tell it to you, not like police say we, we have a suspect in custody. You know, they caught somebody. It's a conversational like aspect. So in that way, I'm trying to be polarizing because I'm the guy next door. I'm the guy that's going to go sit down and watch a game with you. And I'm going to shoot the breeze about how the game presented itself. It's not all about, you know, an anchor man versus so-and-so. It's it's, we're friends, and I'm forming relationships through that. And I, and I think, I hope, you know, throughout my career is how I've become polarizing is I'm your friend on the air. I'm the guy you want to talk to. If you see, you know, any of us on our team out in at Walmart or, or wherever it may be in Springfield, it's probably Andy's Custard. You know, if you see us out there, come talk to us. Talk about the news. Because, you know, this is these are not, you know, we're on the same level. We're just... We're just your friends. We're your buddies. We're just telling you how it is. We don't want to read a newspaper. We want to give you something you can use and then go to the water cooler in the morning and talk to folks about it. And, and I think that's an effective way to look at to look at what you do in, in more ways than just my job is, you know, become a conversationalist. Yeah. Enjoy what you do and, and make it fun. Let's back up a little bit. You're uh, I know you're in, you're in Arkansas today. Are you, you were born in Arkansas, right? I was born in Little Rock, born in the same city that I'm working now. OK. And what uh, growing up, did you want to do the news? You know, I, I didn't. I, I think my first dream job was being a pediatrician. And then I went into uh, at the University of Central Arkansas, went into acting. I thought I was going to become the, the next really? great thespian of the world. And that didn't exactly uh, happen. <laughs> I, was in a, I was in a few plays. I was on stage a little bit here and there. But uh, honestly, I, I saw a flyer. And let me, let me take a step back. I graduated in 1998 from high school. At high school, I had a friend of mine that, you know, when they tell you, you know, this guy will be this guy in 10 years. You know, yeah. they go through these different monikers. My buddy, they said he was going to be the actor. And I, I, I remember feeling jealous. And they said, Aaron, Aaron's going to be the guy on the news. He's going to be bringing you the news. It, it kind of caught me aback because I never really thought about it. Fast forward a year later, I'm on the campus of the college I went to, Central Arkansas, and they had a flyer. And it said, audition to be on our news. And I said, sure, why not? Okay, I'll do that. Never read a teleprompter in my life. And if you don't know what a teleprompter is, it's basically words scrolling on a screen in front of a camera. And so I started reading it. I got the very first time I auditioned, I was named Channel 6 at Central Arkansas's news anchor. Nice. Like, okay. All right, this <laughs> Sounds okay. prestigious. Well, it's like, why not? This, okay, let's make a career of this. But, but I didn't want to do the news. I wanted to do sports. And so then the, that jealousy seeped back in. And uh, how weird this world is. The guy who was doing sports wanted to, new, to do news. I wanted to do sports. They never let us, so we stayed where we were. Now that guy is in the political scene, and I went into sports, so we kind of flipped roles there. It was chance. It was, you know, it, it was people seeing something in me that I may not have seen in myself. 
You know, that's one thing that we, we talk about a lot on the show here and, and people that have been on the show where sometimes it's difficult to see our skill sets or our talents or our abilities or things that maybe kind of lie beneath the surface that we may miss, but others may recognize. So how do you kind of balance that out when someone points out to you like, oh, you'd be great in the news of filtering that through your own perception and frame of reference of like, oh, yeah, totally. That resonates. I would be good at the news. Maybe we should explore that versus like, like just because someone else thinks you'd be good at it doesn't mean you should actually do it. So how did you kind of play that out in your mind? It was a battle. It was a struggle. You know, luckily, I was very blessed. It took me a while to graduate because I jumped around. I followed a girl that didn't end up working out. And uh, and so I was chasing the sports thing. I was going to be the sports guy. That's what I wanted to do. And so, you know, I, I ended up right out, of, right out of college when I graduated. Ten days after I started sending out resume tapes, I got a job in sports. And so I thought I was on a fast track to doing sports. It freaked me out to be so far away from home. I moved to Grand Junction, Colorado, and, and, and Grant, there are so many different stories that you can get into about how you have to live to start your career off. Man, I was sleeping in a one-bedroom apartment with my boss who had the bedroom. I slept in the dining room with my head up against the refrigerator. I was scraping change together. I'll, I'll never forget, and, and maybe this, is, this sounds old-fashioned. For dinner one day, I had a can of baked beans, nice. and I was doing what I wanted to do, man. I was, I, I had it. I, I got a job ten days out of college. I mean, that's a big deal in this business, right? But it didn't matter because you're still struggling. And to your point, to your question, you know, it didn't. It took years until someone saw something in me and said, "I want you to do news. I want you to do this. I want you." And I still didn't see it. Uh, I met my wife, and uh, actually in the newsroom we work at now. My wife works with me. She's the evening anchor on the NBC station in Little Rock. I do the mornings, and I had to move to Fayetteville where she was. And, and the news director in Fayetteville called me and said, we want you to do news. I said, no, I'm a sports guy. No, we want you to do news. And I had to. So I was forced to go to news to be with my future wife. Yeah. And so in that vein, it was almost a, yes, people were seeing something in me that I didn't see. But at some weird point, sometimes you just have to you have to leap. And, and if that's somebody pushing you or if that's actually you doing it on your own, I was pushed. I didn't have a choice. Yeah. And then and after we left Fayetteville, I wanted to fight. I wanted to get back into sports. Um, my agent at the time said, you're crazy. That's not going to happen. And I got in another argument and she won. And that's when I got the job in, in Springfield. And honestly, I love it. Do I do I still follow sports? Absolutely. But, you know, sometimes when people see something in you, you have to be okay to let them push you to fall into that, that vision that maybe you didn't see that was bigger than you because you're living in a bubble. Yeah, yeah. And I like the story of, uh, you know, living in Grand Junction there and eating cans of baked beans. Cause I, true you, story. And I, could, I couldn't make that up. <laughs> it sounds delicious and was, very night, romanticized. <laughs> but like, but like, you know, I think, I think for a lot of types of careers, I think that's a great perspective of if you, you know, proverbially find yourself in that spot where you are laying in a dining room, head against the fridge, eating a can of baked beans, but you're doing something you love and you couldn't be happier. That's a great spot to be in knowing that it's not always going to be like that. It's a season. You're kind of getting up and running and, uh, Versus if you're eating a can of baked beans, but you, you know, you're dreading your nine to five or whatever the, the Monday through Friday gig is for you. But when you're in a spot where like, man, I, I'm eating a can of baked beans, sleeping on the floor here, and I couldn't be happier. That's a really good spot. It is. It's also a very scary spot, man. I, yeah. I'm not, I'm not even, I can't, 
for one second say that that wasn't, I feel like that because of all that, it was, it was some of the hardest times of my life. Right. Granted, looking back on it now, it made me who I am today and, and being a new dad, six month old child, I'm glad I have that experience because I could tell her, you think it's hard now? Do you, you know, and, and I'll probably get my old man voice. Do you remember when I was head up against the refrigerator eating baked beans? Mm. It, those are those moments, man. You gain so much from it. You learn so much about yourself. And, uh, and if it wasn't for those moments, I wouldn't be where I am today. And that's, that's such a cliche. But sometimes you live in cliches. Totally. So you uh, you go from Grand Junction to uh, to Fayetteville. You start uh, doing the news nope. there. I actually came back to Little Rock. Okay. Went, okay. So I went. To, I did sports here in Little Rock at this station for four years. Met my wife here. She didn't get the job, but she got the boy. It and, all magically uh, worked out. And now, I mean, I hate to point it out, but so she's the evening anchor. You're the morning yeah, anchor. Yeah, 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 so yeah, she's yeah. that sounds like a more prominent role doing the evening news. Yeah, she's news. big time in me. Okay, right. I just I just pointed that out there. You can. I mean, we've got history, so I'll let you point that out. <laughs> Does she remind you of that? <laughs> no, she. You know my wife. She is uh, by far one of the most humble, beautiful people. She's very humble. She is. And, uh, she is. And so, no, she does not. She does not rub that in my face. Uh, which makes you know, which makes her great for what she does. And back to the original point, the reason why people like to watch my wife is because that's who she is. Right. Right. So you uh, you connect there. You're doing uh, you're doing sports there. Are you? And it sounds like you're still fighting to keep doing sports. But there's also just kind of that pull of if you want to branch out a little bit, you, you at some point you've got to move past sports. A sports analogy here: there are quarterbacks in the in the college football ranks. Let's say Denard Robinson playing for the Jacksonville Jaguars was a quarterback at Michigan. Now he's a running back in the NFL. Yeah. Sometimes people in bigger cities and bigger responsibilities and bigger jobs see that something in you and you're, you're never going to throw a football again because you need to, you need to be used to run the football. Right. And that's what's happening in my life to, to, to tell you the truth is, is there are, there's a passion in me to do sports reporting, to, to tell sports stories, but people are seeing things in me that are bigger than what I see in myself. Yeah. Whenever you are are doing the sports, is, are you just hoping to continue to to do sports and just whatever affiliate you're in, or is there hopes to ever get to like an ESPN? Or what are you thinking at that point? ESPN is not in my realm of goals. If it comes calling, you know, I'd listen. <laughs> but uh, my goals are to set up shop somewhere, form relationships with people, and form friendships through that camera, and stay in a mid-sized city. You know, Little Rock's my home. My family's here. My child was born here. You always have these huge goals for yourself, but at some point you also realize how important family is. Right. Well, especially on something like doing the news, I mean, your your schedule is, it's not like you have any vote in your schedule. You know, the news comes on in the morning, it comes on in the evening, it comes on later in the evening, and you're going to be filling one of those slots. So it's not like you get to have too much say in like, well, you know, today I'd prefer to work, you know, just the afternoon. Well, there is there is no afternoon, you know. Yeah. So does that ever, does that ever kind of mess with you that you just feel like you're in some ways kind of at the whim of someone else's schedule? I haven't thought about that. Now you're going to give me ghost in my head <laughs> on the eve of Halloween. And maybe, uh, and maybe it's just, you know, it's kind of the nature of the, of the beast and that's just the nature of the business. Know, I think you learn at some point, you, you realize what you walked into, you realized where you're at. And, uh, you know, my wife and I were talking to some friends of ours about, uh, holidays and we both just say around the holidays, you know, the news still goes on on Christmas day. 
Yeah. Uh, for my child's first Christmas, uh, my wife will have to leave to go to work to do the news. Yeah. Uh, that's just the way it is. And and if you get, if we got bitter about it, you know, we probably wouldn't be very effective at what we did. So right. Right. I, I think it's the nature of what we got into, and we understand that, and we embrace that, and. And so with this morning show, you know, honestly, like I said, I get here at 3, 3.30 in the morning, but I get off at 11. Right. So there's always there's always a positive right. to whatever that schedule may be. Um, you know, I remember that with my, uh, my my dad actually did a radio when I was growing up. He did a, a morning radio show. And so same type of schedule, like he would be, he'd be up and gone long before I was, uh, but he'd be home, you know, early afternoon. And so it was just, you know, that was just part of the business. You know, there was a morning show and he was, you know, he was there to do it. So yeah, it just kind of, kind of comes with the territory, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So whenever you're, you're doing sports for a little while, want to keep doing sports, but then there's the opportunity to transition to the news. Why is it that you're fighting it so much to go to a different role? Because I didn't want the doom and gloom. I didn't want to have to talk about the murders. I right. didn't want to have to talk about the tragedies. But then I, I think, A, when someone sees something else in you and, and they promote you and, and they encourage you, you start to see that in yourself. And so I started to see that you can, and I'm all about doing more with my job. I, you know, I want to make a difference. I want to tell stories that are impactful. I've got a, a friend of mine, his name's Kanan Sandy. He was voted into the ESPN Hall of Fame. He's a 20, I think he's 28, 29. Uh, he's a man, but he's got Down syndrome. And he is so beloved in Arkansas. And I get to, and I'm friends with him, and I tell his story about what all he's done, going to ESPN, his his name will forever be in Bristol, Connecticut. And that's an impact that I can make, not only in his family, but to show the happiness. And this is, yeah, it's, it's sports related. And I know I'm kind of falling back into that, but it's, it's also a human interest piece. And, and when you start to entertain humans on a different level, it takes on a new life. And so I started to believe in myself that I could do that in the news world. You know, yeah, to this morning I had to read, uh, you know, about a man breaking into a bank. Sure. And that's boring to me. And I don't like necessarily that part of it, but I still have a responsibility to inform. And with that, I get the chance to tell the stories about the ESP, ESPN Hall of Famer that's making an impact not only in Bristol, Connecticut, but all across my state and inspiring people at nearly every turn. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, you know, I get the impression even as you're talking, like it sounds like part of what you enjoy so much is you get to tell other people's stories that may not have a, a voice exactly. to tell their own story. Yeah, and and that's another great way to put it. Um, you know, even when I go to a story of a a kid who was playing outside of a, a motel and a brick fell off a building in the motel and crushed his foot. Wow. I got to know that family. I still know that family, and started talking with that kid and. You know, that's a that's a unique opportunity for me to meet with this family who was down on their luck and had to move into a motel in the city they lived in. And this tragedy happened to them. This this really wacky kind of accident happened. But I got to meet them and, and tell their story. And and through that, who knows, change could be impacted for other children, for other families who may be in that same situation. Yeah. So there's a great voice that 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 I have been given to help invoke some change and, and help people out in the long run. And, and again, it's, I'm learning that that doom and gloom sometimes can turn around for the betterment of our community and for the betterment of families. And, and uh, that's a very, 
clearly that's something I'm passionate about. Yeah. And, and that's a great place to be when you find a job, when you find a career, is you find a point to really invoke a lot of passion. For some context, how many people watch the morning news in uh, the Little oh, Rock area? Oh, gracious. Uh, the state is 2 million. The, I mean, I would just have to guess number. I mean, there's probably tens of thousands, okay. I would guess. Yeah. but that's, uh, I mean, that's, the, that's probably a high guess, but that's... But I mean, the point being that, you know, whether you, you're going to have to tell some of the doom and gloom stuff, but you also have some of the inspirational type of pieces that you're able to share and encourage and inspire people. And you're able to do that. You have a, an audience of tens of thousands every single morning that are tuning in to see, you know, what, what a positive shot in the arm you can provide for their day. Exactly. And that's, you know, there are things that are bigger and we go all the way back to the start of our conversation. And we talk about the things that you want to talk about when you go to the the coffee shop, when you're at your locker, when you're getting some water, when you're at line and in lunch for school, uh, you know, the, the things about, you know, you're not going to necessarily remember the bank robbery, but you'll remember the story about the ESPN hall of famer. You'll remember the story about the brick falling off and crushing a kid's foot and how, you know, he was crying or there are moments that you can create that will inspire and, and that will help you in your day and your work day and your work week. And, and that's where I kind of find solace in, in what I do and getting up at the so early. That's so difficult is because there are those few moments where somebody tweets me and says, you're a, you're a lot of fun. And I, I like to take that with me on my work day. Nice. That's where it's at, man. And, that, and that's why you do what you do. That's why you always are searching for what you love. Right, right. Now, I know whenever we first connected that you were doing, you were working at a, a local affiliate here in, where I'm at, and you were doing kind of an evening kind of variety show, and it was just kind of, yeah. it was something like you somewhat created yourself, right? Yeah. yeah so was, what, what was that like? Well, it was, I, I love being on the ground floor of things. I love being at a level of building. And, you know, they, they came to me, and, and that, was, that was a fight that I had with my agent. I said, no, if we move, Ashley's going to, you know, my wife is going to have the evening anchor. I want to get back into sports. And my agent said, no, 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 no. You're not doing that. They want you to anchor a 9 o'clock newscast. I said, okay. So uh, it was a good move for my career. It was, it, was a good, it was a good spot for me to be at. And, uh, and so you know, I took it. And, and as I got there, I noticed that I had the availability to really evolve this thing and really to let it grow in front of me. And with the help of my co-anchor at the time, you know, we really, really put a lot into it. And we did a, a, the first five to six, seven, eight minutes of the, the show was news. But then the second block, we got into just everyday human interest, whether it was Brad and Angelina, whether it was what movie was coming on, whether it was Taylor Swift releasing her new album. We started talking about what was trending on the web. And yeah. we had a lot of fun with it. And, 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 you know, that was, my goodness, for me... Getting outside of that news block and, and being locked into a room that was doom and gloom, that was my chance to goof off and shine. And, and you know, I, I use this joke a lot, but I, I'm really not an idiot in person, but I, I do play one on TV. Um, and it is, to me, that's fun. And it, it goes back to that being polarizing is that if you have fun, other people will have fun and they'll smile. And hopefully that smile continues, whether you're watching at 9 p.m. at night or, or uh, you know, 3 in the morning. Yeah. 
For someone that may be listening to this, that's wanting to get into the news, you know, we've got we've got a wide range of people that, that listen to the show of of twenty somethings, thirty somethings, people that are just starting their career, people that are looking for a midlife transition of some form. What's kind of the process of even getting into the news? Because it's not like you know you just show up and submit your your yeah. application and you wait for the phone to ring. So what is that? What is that process? You don't, especially you know for a, you know if you're in a major market like a you know like a Little Rock or wherever you may be, versus some small little podunk town. How do you start to break into doing the news you would you would have to start off um, first and foremost you need to put some stuff on tape you need to you know work on voice inflection how you say words there's a lot that you have to do on your own but put something on tape set up a camera in your living room tape yourself watch it see what you like if, if it's something you continue you want to continue to pursue you got to call a news station and, and get a shadow job going um, shadow people get in, you know, get further down the line. What's a shadow job? A shadow would be you come in and say, with me, you set with me, you get in at, at uh, unfortunately, my hours would be weird. Let's say I work the evening, make it easier for people to understand. I would come in at 2 p.m., you come in at 2 o'clock, and you hang out with me. You see what I do on a daily basis uh, as I'm writing scripts, as I'm changing scripts, as I'm talking out loud to myself watch all of that then how you get dressed how you put on makeup and yeah i'm a guy and i have to wear makeup every day it's mm-hmm. weird but that's beautiful you know we can't all look as as beautiful as grant does. saw that coming from a mile away <laughs> i know right i mean that that was one of those that you just kind of I, I served up to myself i'm like yeah i'm gonna go ahead and take that you're one. gonna you're uh, gonna lob that one up yeah i'm gonna take it so you know you just have to find ways to get your foot in the door and again i, I have a degree in communication so it was that was great for my resume, but you have to get experience somewhere. And I, I think, in all honesty, you know, kids do this. I think my wife did it. My co-anchor did it. You, you get in front of a camera with your mom and dad or, you know, if you're a 20-something, 30-something wanting a career change, get in front of a camera and just talk to the camera. Watch it back and listen. Uh, and I think that's a start of, of what could be, you know, a pretty cool career in uh, – in uh, broadcasting whenever you're starting I, I assume is there some type of progression that you go through of you have to start as a field reporter or you have to start doing sports and then there's kind of a just a natural move up the uh quote-unquote hierarchy or how does that work well yeah there's there's a ladder i mean unless you just happen to come out of the womb and you're anderson cooper like you've got there is a progression yeah so i started grain junction market 186 out of 200 and some odd television cities in the country and started off in weekend sports so yeah you've got to start off on the ground floor and continue to work up if you want to do news uh general assignment reporting so basically you're the guy that comes in you put stories together and then give them to an editor or you edit them yourself and uh and you start ground level you're the guy who's on for two minutes not the guy who's on for you know hours a day right Um, right. so there definitely is a progression in the business you can't just you know walk on and say brian williams move on over i'm the new network news anchor unfortunately network scouts as in anchorman um they're out there but they're not they're not coming to get you right out of college they they want you to they want you to have a little seasoning right so once you have some of that, how do you, do you have to, like in your case, it sounds like you've gone to a couple different stations. Is that generally the logical way that you move yeah. up? Because if you're it's, like, if you're sitting in a, a grand junction for years and years and years, and you're at the bottom of the list in terms of just viewership, I assume it's going to be more and more difficult to be quote unquote discovered. 
yeah, it's a step-by-step deal. I mean, it can't be uh, – you can't, again, expect – say you got in on the ground floor. You can't all of a sudden think, I'm ready to go to Dallas. I want to go to Nashville. I, you, you need to understand that there are certain steps to make, and whether you have someone looking for you – in my case, I do have an agent that, that does look um, for me and, and can handle that for me. Or there's a website called tvjobs.com. TVjobs.com is a subscription-based service. You go in there, pay $30 a year, I think, or $40 a year. And you have and news directors and general managers and, and people who want you post jobs online, you have unlimited access to go in there and check out what jobs you may have. So you can start that stair step. They want two years' experience. Well, hey, I got in at Grand Junction where I didn't have to have experience. I got two years now. Let me go to Fayetteville. Right. I got two more years. Let me go to Little Rock. I got two more years. Now I'm ready for the Nashvilles, the Dallas. Uh, the anchor who my wife replaced went from Little Rock, Market 56, to Philadelphia, Market 4. Wow. So there is a progression, and it's all about experience. And you've got to start, unfortunately, cutting your teeth in some places that are not great. And that may mean you're sleeping with your head up against a refrigerator or you're, you know, or you're eating baked beans for dinner. What uh, and you, you kind of alluded to it there. What's another part of the job that I mean? Because from the outside looking in, people are like, "Oh man, you get to be on the news. You're a local celebrity. That's a cool deal." What's another part of like the unsexy part that nobody would realize about your job? For me, and you know, I'm full time morning show news anchor slash host. I like to call myself a host because news anchor seems so you know, newsy. So, you know, I host a a three hour morning show, but in that, after I get done, I go pick up a camera myself. Yesterday, I drove an hour away after my newscast and went and shot my own story with my own camera and came back today. I'm going to sit down and write a story and then I'm going to edit it myself. So basically I'm taking on so much more responsibility. And that's the thing you never stop. You never stop growing. You never stop learning. And in my case, I enjoy shooting and editing. So I told my boss, I said, look, I'll do the, I'll, I'll do this, but let, let me shoot a little bit. Let me edit a little bit. And that, trust me, you get locked in an edit bay for hours on end and your eyes start hurting. It's not sexy and glamorous, right? but it's a process of making, of being proud of what you do and proud of your work. Right. That's, right. that's where I soak into that moment is I can go out and shoot a story with a with, with a camera, and yeah, I may look like you know, the guy told me yesterday. He goes, "Are you by yourself?" <laughs> yeah, by myself. <laughs> I, I, I trust myself. Right. I take pride in what I do, and and so there's definitely the unglamorous side of of lugging gear away, gear around. And true story on that note, I was in here in Little Rock doing sports. Went to to an Arkansas Razorbacks versus Ole Miss Rebels basketball game. I took a friend of mine because they wanted me to go by myself, and I had a bunch of camera gear, you know, 50, 60 pounds of gear. And I took this guy with me, and, you know, I said, just help me out. After the game, he goes, man, I didn't know how much work was involved in this. <laughs> it, was, it was glamorous. I got to go sit on the sideline of a Division One college basketball game. Right. You know, I've, been to, I, I've been to the Sugar Bowl. I've been to boxing events all around the country. I'll never forget in Vegas for a fight. Uh, middleweight championship of the world fight. I'm walking through Caesar's Palace, dragging a you know thirty pounds worth of gear. Well, I think that's just important for people to realize. Like, there's any job that you think is is beautiful, glamorous, sexy, whatever you want to describe it as. There's a part of it that's still it's still work. It's still oh, yeah. difficult. You bust your butt. Yeah. 
Good stuff, man. Hey, if people want to find out more about you, if people want to uh, follow you online or just learn more about what you're doing, uh, where can we go? Twitter, Facebook. It is Aaron Nolan News. Beautiful. We will scout you out there. Uh, always good talking to you, buddy, and we'll uh, we'll catch up with you soon. Grant, I appreciate it. Thank you, sir. It's great to hear from you, man. All right, buddy. Boom. There you go. Hope you enjoyed that chat with Aaron Nolan. As always, feel free to go to grantbaldwin.com and you can uh, look up the show notes links, everything that we discussed there. That TV job site that Aaron referenced, you can check that out as well. Again, you can find all of that at grantbaldwin.com slash Aaron Nolan, A-A-R-O-N, Aaron Nolan, N-O-L-A-N. Stop by, check that out. Episode 54. Hey, one of the things I really liked uh, that we talked about there was how he said, uh, just paying attention to what people who really know and trust you, what they think about your career or kind of the direction that you're headed. And, and even as we kind of talked about, you, you really have to kind of filter it all through your own frame of reference. Whenever someone came to, to him and said, hey, you should do the news, is that the type of thing that, that would resonate? Is that the type of thing that clicks? Think about it in your own world, because sometimes for us, we're so close to ourselves, literally and figuratively, that you can't see what is obvious to other people. So you may have some a, a, a talent or ability or skill set that may just be blatantly obvious to the rest of the world, and yet you just miss it. So sometimes there is value in hearing from other people, people that you know and trust who really have your best interest in mind. They're not doing something for any selfish ambition or, or game, but they're hopeful for what you could do or for what you could become uh, in terms of a career. So they, they may have some ideas that maybe you hadn't considered or thought of. Another thing that I liked that we talked about there was that that baked bean story. Mmm, sounds good. You know, and, it, and it's, it's going from really one end of the spectrum to the other. You know, when you think of, and we talked a little bit about this at the end of the interview, when you think of a news anchor, you think of this, you know, this sexy, glamorous, cool gig, you know, and it's all, you're, you're a local celebrity. But here he's like, I'm getting my start. I am eating baked beans out of a can, sleeping on my boss's dining room floor. Not glamorous, not sexy at all. And even today, fast forward, he's a news anchor, but he's he's schlepping around camera gear and and bags, and you know, you just that's part of it. And so I think even like he talked about with the baked beans story, that when you're doing something that you enjoy so much, sure, there's going to be parts of it that are work. I always try to remind people of that. As as much as I enjoy what I get to do, there's parts of it that is it's still work. But I like what he talked about there that you just. I'm eating baked beans and I'm just, I'm as happy as I can be because I'm doing something I love. I'm doing something I'm passionate about. I'm doing something that I know I'm working towards, I'm building towards. And even that, you know, the overall media career that he's creating, it doesn't happen overnight. It's a, it's a, there's a ladder to it and there's a progression to it. And that's kind of the way that that industry operates. So hopefully you enjoyed that, uh, that interview with Aaron. As I mentioned to you at the top of the show, we are doing a, a giveaway that is going to be uh, running out of time next week. So you got a few more days to register and get a, be in on this. But we are giving away a lifetime membership to one of my favorite sites online, fizzle.co, F-I-Z-Z-L-E.co. The guys over there, Corbett Barr, Chase Reeves, Bear Brooks, those guys run a great, great site, just helping uh, entrepreneurs kind of get going and understand the, the different pieces of building a business that you, that you need. So we are giving away a lifetime membership. So if you, I don't know how long you're going to live. I'm assuming it's going to be a while. Uh, it's, you're going to get a massive value of this, thousands and thousands of dollars from value from this site. So really a great community with online training that's helping entrepreneurs find and do their thing. So you can go to register for that giveaway at grantbaldwin.com slash giveaway. 
Again, that's grantbaldon.com slash giveaway. All right, I think that wraps up this episode. Uh, as always, feel free to email me, grant to grantbaldon.com. You can hit me up online on Twitter at grantbaldon. As always, anytime that, that I, can, I can help you, you're wrestling with something, you're chewing on something, you're pondering something, uh, if I can help you find and do work you love, I am here for you. So let me know what I can do to support you. All right, you're awesome. Peace. Thanks for listening to the How Did You Get Into That podcast with Grant Baldwin. Don't forget to visit grantbaldwin.com for all the show notes and links discussed in today's episode. We'll see you next time.